Welcome to all of you as we gather together this day to worship and give thanks and praise to God. Um, and then today we are commemorating our unique history as Lutherans as we remember as we remember and commemorate uh, this Reformation Sunday, uh, the suppose the official start of the Reformation, of course, uh, being credited to Martin Luther on October thirty first, fifteen seventeen. Let us begin our worship. Blessed be God, the one who forms us, Jesus who bears the cross, the spirit who makes our joy complete. Amen. Let us bow before God in humility, confessing our sins. Steadfast and faithful God, you have revealed the ways of justice, yet we fail to follow you. We are overwhelmed by the world's violence and suffering. We are afraid to risk what we have for the sake of others. For the harm we have caused, known and unknown, forgive us. For the unjust demands we place on others in your creation, forgive us. For the ways we turn away from you and our neighbor, forgive us. Lead us back to you and set us on the right path. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Beloved in Christ, God's justice stretches beyond all understanding. God's compassion is beyond compare. In Jesus, God is always making a new way for us. In Christ, you are already and always forgiven. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel. And bestow on the church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their spouse, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, and you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. 
the sun has a place for there forever. So if the sun makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Once while I was growing up, I was invited to my friend Mackenzie's house for a sleepover on a Saturday night and to go to church with her and her family the next morning. I had remembered from the prior Sunday at my church that we were supposed to wear red that Sunday for Reformation Day. So as I packed up some things to take to Kenzie's house, I made sure to pack my red sweater for church. And as I was getting ready with Kenzie and her family for church that Sunday morning, I noticed none of them were wearing red. I thought it was kind of weird, but I didn't say anything. And then we got to church and it seemed like no one was wearing red and the pyramids were still green and we didn't sing A Mighty Fortress Is Our God. And I was all kinds of confused. I mean, I know that Kenzie and her family are Methodists, but I mean, we're all Protestants. Um, And so I asked her on the way home, why didn't we celebrate Reformation Day? And she just kind of looked at me funny and said, what's Reformation Day? And that was when I learned that while there are many Protestant denominations, few others really recognize Reformation Day other than us Lutherans. And I do think that our commemoration of the Reformation each year is important to our identity as Lutherans, but what it should ultimately point us back to is our identity in Christ. For me, growing up, Reformation Sunday often felt like the Sunday that we celebrated how we were right and the Catholics were wrong. But I don't think that's quite the spirit of what Luther would want as the forerunner of our tradition. Luther never intended to start a new denomination. He had hoped uh, to change or reform the Catholic Church. And in everything that Luther did, he tried to point his hearers and his readers back to the crucified and risen Christ, who is our source of life, identity, and salvation. The gospel, which is the promise of Christ crucified and risen for you and for the whole cosmos, continually speaks to each generation in new ways by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit guided Luther in his writings in the, in the 1500s and, and in his writings and works, and that same Spirit still guides us today. And on Reformation Sunday, we remember that God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is still speaking to us today. And so Jesus says to us in our reading from John to those who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And within this sentence, there's some really interesting double speak going on. If you continue in my word, Jesus says, well, what is this word, especially to a group of people who mostly couldn't read? Well, if we go back to those opening verses of John, we are reminded that Jesus is the word, the word of God made flesh dwelling among us. And then Jesus continues, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And again, we go back to those opening verses that tell us that the word made flesh is full of grace and truth. 
And so in typical Johannine fashion, this little sentence, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free, circles us around and back to Jesus, who is the word and the truth. And our only job is to trust in him and everything else will follow. And Jesus, the word is not a stagnant word, but a living and life-giving word. Jesus meets us and all people throughout all time where we are and continually offers himself for us and sets us free from sin and death by his cross. And because we have been set free from sin and death, we now radically love our neighbors and indeed the whole world in Jesus' name. The freedom Jesus gives us from the cross looks different throughout history. 506 years ago, this freedom looked like holding church leaders accountable for their unjust practices. Today, as we have heard about uh, the mass shooting that happened in Maine on Wednesday, and as we continue to hear about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, For us, it might look like calling for and participating in an end to violence and to advocate for the humanity and just treatment of all people. Today, for us in a world that can feel very black and white either, or it might look like searching for the gray spaces and naming the both and in our midst. But what has not changed in the last 500 or so years, and even in the last 2,000 or so years, is that Jesus lived and died and rose for you. What has not changed is that your identity, your life, and your salvation come from Jesus Christ alone. What has not changed is that Jesus loves you and all people beyond our comprehension, and he has prepared a table for the whole world and a place for each creature. And at this table... We are invited to know and to trust Jesus the Word, Jesus the Truth, more deeply. At this table, we are reminded that death has lost its power and in its place is life from the cross. And at this table, we are reminded that we are never alone, that we have each other, and we have Jesus God's Word and the Truth who sets you free and will never leave you. Amen. We will sing together now the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God.
Living together in trust and in hope, we confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered together across time and space and place, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God.